Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hey, faithful listeners, it's Jen here with the Bible Explained podcast. And how is your new year going so far? Mine has been just like last year, actually, the same. (laughs) I've done like literally nothing new. And I didn't make any New Year's resolutions like at all. Every single day is like exactly the same to me. (laughs) The only thing different is that now when I write down the date, I am writing 2023 when I actually remember to do that instead of 2022. I think that's like the worst thing about the new year for me is that I It's like halfway through the year and I'm still writing last year's year on like papers and stuff. (laughs) Do you guys have the same problem as me with that? Let me know what your um, New Year's resolution was this year, what you have been doing so far. If you're being successful in your New Year's resolution and if you have a problem writing down the correct date for like a really long time into the new year. But let's go ahead and read John chapter one, verses 29 through 42 today. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, whatever you prefer. And also grab the version of the Bible that you prefer. But as always, I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. this morning. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I didn't know him, but for this reason I came baptizing in water, that he would be revealed to Israel. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending like a dove out of heaven, and it remained on him. I didn't recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, On whomever you will see the Spirit descending and remaining on him is he who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is by interpretation, Peter. So if you remember where we left off, Last Thursday, we were talking about John the Baptist a lot and basically who he was and uh, what his role was. He was kind of this crazy guy that lived out in the wilderness and he baptized people. And baptism was not something that John invented, just to throw that out there, though a lot of people think that he kind of just made it famous. It was popular to do for Uh, converts to Judaism, but otherwise people did not believe it was necessary for Jewish people because uh, if you were born Jewish, you were born saved is what people believed. But John was like, no way, like your your heritage has nothing to do with whether or not you're saved. You need baptized. You need to be, in a sense, uh, washed away from that impurity, just as the Gentiles needed to do if they were converting to Judaism. So John the Baptist made baptism very famous, but no, he did not 
invented. But what's interesting here is why he says he started baptizing. It actually says here in verse 33, and I guess I never picked up on this before because I've actually talked about baptism quite a bit in the last few gospels because so far every gospel for the most part has mentioned baptizing in some capacity. And I've gone into detail in the past about why Jesus got baptized, basically, especially since Jesus didn't need to be baptized because he was sinless. (laughs) But he went and got baptized by John anyway. And uh, John was like, no, I shouldn't be baptizing you. Like, I, I, you should be baptizing me, basically, is what John the Baptist said. So it sounds to me like John the Baptist had an inkling that Jesus was the Messiah, but it wasn't until John baptized Jesus that he knew for sure. And this is what it says right here in the book of John, what we just read. It says that in verse 33, John says, I didn't recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, on whomever you will see the spirit descending and remaining on him is he who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is the Son of God. So that's another reason why Jesus actually got baptized. It wasn't just to give an example to us, because Jesus actually tells us to go and get baptized. That's the first step in your Christian walk is after you become a Christian, you're supposed to go and get baptized to like show that we have been born again in a sense. You know, we are sinful when we're standing in the water. Then we go under the water and we get covered by the water. Then we come back up. And uh, it's as if our sins have been washed away. In other words, we are born again. And we're going to talk about that term born again, especially as we, we move more into the book of John. But another way to describe baptism, and this is the one I've heard the most, like when preachers like to describe what baptism is, they often say it this way, where when you go under the water, it's a picture of how you were buried. You know, like your old life was buried. And when you come back up, you live in Christ, basically. So those are the two analogies of baptism, and that's why we do them, and that's why Jesus told us to do them. But there's another one that I don't think is as commonly recognized why we get baptized. We are supposed to be doing this very publicly. Baptism is a public thing that you do in front of many people. There's a bunch of witnesses there watching you being baptized, watching you publicly giving your life to Christ, publicly becoming a new creation. And these witnesses see this and they say, oh, this person is now a Christian. So this uh, makes you kind of walk the Christian life a little bit better because you had all these witnesses around you seeing you being baptized. So in a sense, baptism is almost like expressing your testimony to other people. That's why I really love it that my church does very public baptisms. We actually do them at uh, the lake. And so we go up to the lake and we baptize the people in the lake. And this is like a beach where people are often at, especially if it's a very nice day, which it often is because we do it in the summer. And we do these baptisms in the lake. There's like a bunch of people there watching these baptisms get done. It's, it's a very public thing where you are expressing your testimony to Lots and lots of people. So that's another reason why we are supposed to get baptized. But it's also one of the reasons why Jesus got baptized also. He was doing it as a testimony to John about who he was. Because here's what it says in verse 33. John says, 
I didn't recognize him, but when, but I'm sorry, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, on whomever you will see the spirit descending and remaining on him is he who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have testified that this is the son of God. So what John is saying here is that, you know, I, I went out baptizing specifically so that I could recognize the Messiah. And he says, I recognized Jesus as the Messiah because when he came out of the water, the spirit of God descended on Jesus like a dove and remains there. And he says, I knew because God had at some point talked to John and told John that uh, when John baptizes the Messiah, he's going to know because he's going to see the spirit of God descend on the Messiah. And John saw this in Jesus. So at some point in time, I don't know when or how God spoke in some way to John the Baptist or gave him a vision of this or something where John the Baptist was going to know the Messiah through baptism. And that is why Jesus went and got baptized, not because he necessarily needed it, but it was a testimony to John and to all the other people also. And the people that were standing on the shore saw Jesus getting baptized. Now, they didn't see the spirit descending, but they did hear some crazy thunder and some crazy stuff going on where, uh, you know, God, the father was actually speaking down <laughs> to John the Baptist and to Jesus saying, this is my son who I love. And the, the crowd didn't hear God's voice, but they heard what sounded like crazy thunder all of a sudden. And I'm going to imagine that if it was a nice day out, which it probably was, you know, that would be in and of itself a miraculous moment for the people that was that were standing on the shore watching Jesus getting baptized, though they didn't specifically hear God's voice and they didn't specifically see the Holy Spirit. Those two things were reserved for John's eyes and ears, I guess. But John was enough of a witness to know that Jesus was the Messiah when he saw and heard the things that went on when Jesus got baptized. Now, I do think that John had an inkling, of course, that Jesus was the Messiah because John was very much filled with the Holy Spirit from a very young age that's stated in scripture. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he desperately longed for the Messiah um, before Jesus came to John the Baptist to get baptized. John the Baptist was like, no, why, why am I baptizing you? You should be baptizing me. So I think John kind of knew that Jesus was the Messiah, but it was definitely confirmed for John the Baptist when he baptized Jesus and saw all this taking place. So, yeah, I mean, that is another reason why Jesus got baptized to show that he was the son of God. And that was his first show of it. Now, John the Baptist absolutely knows without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is the Messiah and he starts proclaiming it to everybody. So he says right here, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we also know that John had been sharing with the Pharisees up until this point that Jesus was the Messiah or rather the Messiah was at hand. He was basically there and John the Baptist was very clear to everybody, I am not the Messiah. He is coming after me, but he has also come before me. And he states that again. And this was the next day, verse 29, what we just read. 
after John the Baptist was like talking to these Pharisees who were kind of peeved at John the Baptist for baptizing, basically. And so right after it says the next day, after he had that discussion in uh, with the, the Pharisees, he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that was when he saw Jesus coming up to him. So then John proclaims to whoever is standing by him, this is he of whom I said after me comes a man who is preferred before me for he was before me. Then, of course, John gives the story of how he started to recognize Jesus through baptism. John's testimony was very, very strong because he had a big following of people. And we see in verse 35 through 38 that John had some disciples and probably quite a lot of quite a lot of disciples. So it says after this again, the next day after that, it says John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked and he said, behold, the lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. They left John the Baptist and started following Jesus and became Jesus's disciples. And I mean, if John the Baptist were really looking out for himself if he were really a selfish guy that was trying to like build his platform or whatever, he'd be really upset that two of his disciples, that it sounds like he was pretty close to maybe, went and followed somebody else. He'd be pretty upset, but he didn't care. John the Baptist was like, no, it's it's not about me. It's about the Messiah. It's about Jesus. That amount of humbleness for somebody so popular of his time period, that is something to emulate for sure especially if we are leaders or if we have a platform, if we're trying to build something. And even if that career or whatever you're trying to build isn't necessarily like um, a religious thing, it's still so important to put God above ourselves and our careers and whatever else we might be trying to build. Putting God first, regardless of the fact, um, whatever we're trying to build, just putting God first in that is just so important. And that's what John the Baptist was doing. He wasn't concerned about himself so much he was very concerned about the people following the the true messiah so it says after this the two disciples followed jesus and by the way this was very likely after jesus went through his 40 days of um like temptation in the wilderness this was probably a good deal after that i don't know how long after that but i think it was after jesus got baptized and some time had passed where Jesus was back in the city beginning to start his own ministry. And John the Baptist was still around at this point before he got basically carried off to prison. But um, yeah, this was a very dangerous time for Christians (laughs) before they were Christians, I guess. Anyway, in verse 36, the two disciples begin to follow Jesus and Jesus turns and sees them following him. And they're like, what are you looking? And he's like, what are you looking for? And they're like, Rabbi, and it says right here, that means teacher. They ask, where are you staying? And so he said to them, come and see. So they came and saw where he was staying, though it doesn't mention where. And so they stayed with him that day. So they basically became his disciples. They were his first disciples. And it says one of them was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And so Andrew goes and finds his brother. And we know that Peter was a fisherman. So he goes and find, finds his brother Simon. And he says, we have found the Messiah. So he brings Simon to Jesus and Jesus looks at him and he says, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is by interpretation, Peter, 
which in English means the rock. <laughs> and the reason Jesus renamed Simon to Peter was because Peter was going to be the rock that the church was built upon. And we definitely see that playing out in the book of Acts. Peter was the the main proponent of the church spreading as much as it did before Paul came and spread it even further to the Gentiles. But it's really cool here how Jesus just knows Peter the second he sees him because Jesus looks at Peter and he's like, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas. I mean, that's that's super nifty that Jesus just knew Peter so well. And I mean, I bet that was really, really exciting for Peter to like meet the Messiah. Maybe there was like some doubt there. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen The Chosen. I have mixed feelings about The Chosen. I've said that before, but I, I did like how they interpreted Peter. He was like a fighter, you know, and uh, he was really skeptical about Jesus being the Messiah and stuff. I can imagine maybe that was sort of what Simon was like before he became Peter. But all of this right here, what we're looking at in John 1 is just, John is really laying the groundwork for who Jesus is, that Jesus is in fact the, the Lamb of God. He is the sacrifice for our sins. I mean, I don't even know how many times John has portrayed that Jesus is God just in this first chapter of John already. But I mean, John, the author of John, not John the Baptist, John is really laying the groundwork for Jesus's ministry, for Jesus being the Messiah, for Jesus being God. If you guys didn't catch my uh, Christmas Eve episode, I actually talked a lot about how Jesus is God scripturally. If you didn't catch that episode and you're very curious about what the Bible has to say about Jesus being God, then I definitely recommend going and listening to that episode. But faithful listeners, I really hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'm just going to let you guys go. I'll see you tomorrow morning for an episode out of Deuteronomy 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up. Faithful listeners, happy listening and God bless. God bless.